Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Up everybody, welcome to Comic Book Club. I am Justin. And we are here. Alex is out tonight, and yeah, so that means out. that the, the stakes just got high for the two goofs uh, <laughs> on the podcast. We are yeah, here what to do it when up. No right. one's in charge. We can run free. Yes, we can run free. I guess technically you could say that, or uh hide hide in our bunkers for the whole night. Uh Pete, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> Hey, I'm hanging in there, man. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, doing great. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. I'm Ooh. having some weird technical problem already. Technical issue. Uh, great. I'm doing yeah. great. Uh, very. Uh, I'm wearing a uh, the devil on my t-shirt, which is a clue to our second guest. But why do we get things started with our first guest? I wish you Trace. would. I wish you would. You wish you wish we would. Well, then I will. Yeah. Uh, our first guest, a uh, friend of the show, uh, been on here uh, many times, taking us back to uh, the good old days at the pit. Yeah, the live uh, shows we used to do. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, fun. technically he's... this is live, but I mean. This know, is live. Believe me, I know it's live. Space. I'm on a tightrope. I'm on a tightrope right now, Pete. I know this is live. <laughs> uh the, uh, so our guest, uh, he's got a great book uh, out called So Buttons right now. The Kickstarter yeah. uh, is out there, so please check it out. We'll talk oh, about it more. Please welcome to the stage, Jonathan Bayless. Welcome, welcome. Live to tape, live to tape. Great. Yeah. Live to tape. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> welcome out. How are you, Jonathan? We bumped into each other recently, and it was great to see you. Oh, wow, in it's real life? It's in, in real life because uh, in our other lives, when we're not doing comic booky things, we are very highly trained filmic television ish professionals. Yes, Ooh, that's like exactly that. right. It was television crazy. Adjacent. <laughs> I saw I saw Jonathan's name on a script that I was up for a job, and I was like, "Is that? Could that be the same wow, guy?" And same. Uh, lo and behold, we didn't communicate at all through no. the entire process until we saw each other. Or I guess you're on one Zoom. When we were casting, and then uh, on set, yeah. we were like, "Look at us!" Aww. It was funny. The uh, yeah, the you know, the guy who ran the production company, he wrote me, and he's like, he's like, "Hey, I you know, I saw your name on a script, and uh, you know, we're hiring this guy that uh, maybe you know." And sure enough, I was like, "I know that guy. I know that guy." That's small that world. Small, small world. world. You were like, like, "Don't hire him. Don't yeah. hire him." Twelve yeah. people in the industry. Yeah, yeah, it, it is true. It is true. But yeah. speaking of the industry, especially hey. the film industry, let's talk sure. about So Buttons. Um, a sure. Comic, yes. What would you call So Buttons? Is it like a series? Is it how does it work? Because so this Buttons, is a, a comic you've had in different iterations for quite some time, right? Sure. So So Buttons is a series. It's an autobiographical series in the um, in the vein of Harvey Pekar. If anyone knows Harvey Pekar mm-hmm. and American mm-hmm. Splendor, maybe they saw the the movie American Splendor. And I come out with these like clockwork once a year, every year. And this is issue 13 that I'm kind of subtitling, subtitling it film school. Like it's on Kickstarter Ooh. as So Buttons Film School because there's a lot of 
film references in there, probably because I wrote a lot of it during the pandemic and I was home just watching movies. But, you know, and the, the concept is I do the writing and I find all different kinds of artists to interpret the art and I will tailor these stories kind of based on what they can do. Like what you're, I got on screen right now is uh, so swampy and it's kind of about how my, you know, grandmother when I was at summer camp sent me, uh, uh, you know, she knew I liked comics, sent me a bunch of comic books. They were all Archie comics, you know, except for one okay. Alan Moore swamp thing. And, I, and it like changed everything and the guy tony wolf who drew it i've seen him draw swamp thing before uh in, in some of his work so i was like oh he would be perfect for it so he uh yeah he did a great job there yeah uh, that's that's great so you you have like a sniper target on different artists uh that you you choose for your different pieces i i do i do like you know the next one that you're showing right here right so this one is drawn by a guy named joe zabel so joe zabel is one of these i'm going to say uh he's like a old school Harvey Picar artist. Like, you know, he drew for Picard 20, 20 years ago. And I met him at a small press convention called Small Press Expo that's held, held in Bethesda, Maryland each year. And, you mm. know, I gave him my work. I was like, oh, I'm doing, I do the same kind of thing that Harvey does. Maybe you'd be interested in working with me. And he was like, yeah, sure. So I drew a story about how I was working at Sundance Channel and every year we would work at the film festivals. And, and uh, they were showing that American Splendor film one year and I met Harvey Picar there. And I was like, oh, I wow. kind of want to do this thing. And the guy's like, you can do this thing. So in a way, it, it's like a little bit of an origin story. Yeah, yeah. you got a blessing. That's nice. The blessing yeah, of Harvey. Nice. I love you. you. Sat behind him in the at the premiere of the movie, and you sort yeah. of do you you combine your origin with uh, talking a little bit about Spider Man here. I feel like it it comes together in such a nice piece. The, yeah, you know. well, because the guy the guy. So when I was working at Sundance, one of my you know like I was a PA, but there was a producer, you know, like a promo producer, a guy named Tom Powers, and Tom Powers was a guy that was really connected in the in the comics world. He was an editor at uh, the Comics Journal, Fanographics. He roomed with this guy, Joe Sacco, who is probably pretty relevant right now because he did a, a graphic novel called Palestine. Uh, and he, you know, he, he's done autobio comics. And uh, so he knew Harvey Picar. So, so when this thing happened at the Sundance Film Festival, Tom Powers, who then became like a, a director of, or curator of documentary films and documentary film festivals, he was just ah. like he connected. He connected those two worlds. So he brought Harvey to uh, to the premiere at Sundance, and because I knew Tom, Tom was like, he's like, oh yeah, come come along, you know, and sit behind us or whatever. And so I, I you know, I got to meet Harvey. I sat behind them, watched the movie, and I still think that's that's one of the better movies ever made. It's like ah. used all, oh, all kind yeah. of animation technique, documentary technique, narrative technique. Paul Giamatti was like I a. Mean, star making performance it was great yeah truly yeah uh, it, they did such a great job of that movie for sure oh, but, but what i wanted to say to get back to so buttons here is sure. first off love the title i love how oh, nice. uh pulpy this is the great kind of like old school feel to it i love your kind of thought process and how we're kind of brought into your world uh it's just 
I love all the nerdy heart in this that kind of jumps out at me. It, it's it, there's a lot of nerdiness. I mean, you know, I learned how to read through through comics. Like my mom gave me, you know, Spider Man to read in the Bronx, you know, when I was three years yeah. old. So you I, know, it's been all comics all my whole life. Yeah, Justin. I was gonna say I like how you cross all sort of the nerd channels in this in the thirteenth yeah. issue here, uh, from, yeah, from yeah, film yeah. to TV to to comics to comics. Yeah, it's as nerd nerd fest as it gets in this one. Nice. Now, as the sort of taking forward the torch of Harvey Picard, I guess we could say, like, sure. how, how does that feel now? I feel like the Harvey's time, we've definitely moved past that in comics, you know, not to say creatively, but just like that era, it feels like it's changed. Like, what is it like on your end as someone who's really out there doing it? So, you know, I, like I just got a handful of reviews in on on the book, and probably more than ever. I mean, specifically because I use four, three or four of Harvey's artists uh, in in this issue. You know, there are people who go like, "Oh, he like whatever. He's the new Harvey, or he's doing doing what Harvey did." You know, there's a lot of like Harvey, Harvey, Harvey. And, I and you're like, Harvey zero, told me I was. So that's I that have makes total zero sense. problem with it. I have, yeah. I, I, have, I have zero problem with it. I mean, I think most um, most small press creators are self-sustaining because there's a, there's just like sort of there's no money. Right. So it's sort of like you, you do it all because only you can do it all. And I think right. because I have a day job, I've always been able to, you know, find artists, hire artists, pay them money and. That's a, that's like a special thing on that yeah, side of is. things, yeah. and and yeah. from, and from what I hear, like these days, it's sort of like my rates might be, you know, some some bigger company rates. Uh, so, which is which is a little wow. sad state of the uh, yeah. of the b- bigger company. Good for you to pay people what they deserve. That's awesome. I, that, that that's like a you know that's it, it, it's always been the case. It's just o- always been the case. I awesome. all artists should be paid and you know like my wife is a you know is an artist and a performer she's a comedian and it's like same thing it's like you know like you know be like pay pay the artist you know that you know somehow everyone wants to screw the artist but like that's that's who needs to be paid talent should be paid it's you know it's worth something yeah it's uh almost worth striking for every now and again <laughs> for depending for on your sure. industry <laughs> yeah no, for for sure. I think uh, the fact that there are a lot of strikes are going on. I mean, the thing about comics, like right now, there's a there's a whole thing where a younger generation they are really seeing what what happened to all these older guys and Marvel. You know, did not did not support them. They don't have four hundred one ks. They you know they retire. You know, lo- losing a limb. You know, like you know while yeah. Lichtenstein is whatever is is stealing your work. Um, but. Um, but you know they they want a living wage, but the, the 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 flip side of that is that the living wage is hard when the sales of books are you know it's like they're like these rates are are the same as they were twenty years ago, and I go the sales are lower than they were twenty years ago also. Yeah. So it's yeah it's it, it's a it's a it's a tough thing. You're almost better doing the Kickstarter model. Seriously, yeah. it's like you know that like they're, you're you're gonna get most most of that money and more that like the money that i'm getting from this kickstarter will certainly be more than most of the small press publishers like it would be more money wow. than panographics would give me more money than top shelf would give me than you know jonah quarterly would give me you know for a floppy book you know 
Right. So, oh, then see, that's that's so I, I wouldn't have guessed that, but that's so interesting yeah. to hear. And and let's talk about the the Kickstarter because you have um eight days to go. You are eight days uh, to go. You are well over your goal. Woo-hoo! It's true. I, I I thank you. I, I put I put the goal for like printing the books. I was like, let me just yeah, at least nice. print print the yeah. books. So now uh, I'm trying to raise more money. Uh, and you know, give little bonuses. Like at first, it was just going to be like a regular floppy, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm going to put spot gloss on it." So now everyone Ooh. got an upgrade. So now the next, the you know, the next goal will be uh, like I, I had a guy who's with the original Garbage Pail Kids artist that I met when I was at the Tops Company. Uh, he did a cover of one of my books, and I I, I turned it into a trading card, but I couldn't get a, a sticker made that had the they would do printing on the back too, like the yeah, like the yeah. cards. But yeah. I finally got a place, and so like, great. So I'm gonna so I'm make, making those stickers, but I'm also gonna do a process zine where I'm showing like the script yeah. and some thumbnails and whatever. Oh, cool! And any money you know further raised basically will will then cover artist costs. You know, so yeah. you know hopefully by the end of it, like just the entire thing will be funded, not nuts to bolts, and you know, and then I start anew for next year awesome. uh, that's great i love because you getting the artist paid and showing the process i think is sort of that torch passing down to the next generation in a really nice sure. way like showing people how to do it and paying people what they're worth is like the biggest thing you can do to you know keep the everyone below or everyone on their way up uh going uh but i do want to talk, talk about your process a little bit um yeah sure the, the way like you're doing one one autobio comic a year, basically in this yes. in this series. So, how do you like put together the stories, or like, are you like that's going in? I just had a crazy <laughs> trip to the grocery store. Some, or how, how does it work? Some sometimes, sometimes, right? Because it's it, it's a mixture. Like there are stories that take ten years to write, and there are stories that take you know an hour to write. You know, it's sort of like musicians, right? You know, it's like every once in a while, it's like you know something at Kent, Kent State happens. Neil Young goes off into the woods and you know write, writes a song. Uh, but uh, but uh, I'm no Neil Young, but uh, I did marry a Canadian. But um, and that's as close as you can get. Yeah, it. yeah, that's uh, as close that's as I'm your, getting. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, but. Um, but yeah, so I usually I will overwrite is what happens, right? So like the, you know I, I you know each issue is like a slightly different length. So I frankly I thought I wasn't going to get a twenty page issue this year, and in the end it was thirty two. Yeah. Um, oh, and wow. it Just it depends like what goes out and also what comes in. So I had you know over over twenty pages basically you know written plan people on them. People absolutely committed to to doing it, and as they came in I, with this particular issue, what I what I like about what happened with this issue is that there is because there's the the film touch points and the comic touch points. There is a through line from beginning to end. It's not it's not like a, a bunch of staccato moments. Yeah. At least at least no. to me, I think a lot of these stories do speak to each other in a way. Like it's sort of like you know the fact that I will have this Sundance Film Festival story with Harvey Pekar, then I yeah. do a Sundance Film Festival story about 28 days later, you know, directed by yeah. Danny Boyle. And then, and there's a, there are zombies in there. And then I talk about, you know, being an exhausted dad, like a zombie, and have ah, another artist yeah. with Taylor draw that. So, I mean, there's a, there's a certain flow to it. And sometimes I'll see two stories and I go, in the middle, 
I either need like another one pager or two pager or sometimes just an illustration. Like I have, I have uh, a few people who are not sequential artists, but they are like amazing illustrators. And I go, yeah. you know, go ahead. And, you know, so, so I did this story that was sort of a parallel between uh, it talks about how, you know, sound effects, words and images is, is to comics like, film score music is to oh, is to yeah. film and it's about any any Morricone and and oh, in, yeah, I love it, that one. It, it's great right and and, and in it. that in the movie once upon a time in the west there's this there's this guy that and he's only in the opening of the film a guy named Jack Elam and you've seen him in a lot of movies you know a lot of westerns but also like the cannonball run you know and he's got like a crazy <laughs> eye and so so I asked so I asked my artist I said hey why don't you you know give me draw me this character. Cause in the past he drew Linda Blair from the exorcist. He drew Lon Chaney from London after midnight. And so like, wow. give me kind of a horror take on Jack Elam. And he actually just created a film that doesn't exist. Like some people are going to look at this image and they're going to go, they're going to go, Oh, I, I want, I haven't seen that movie. I want to yeah, see that I movie. That. Yeah. But no, we made no, it up. The, we just, we, we just made it up. <laughs> you know, like, well, it, we, we wrote it, a, a tagline in Italian and you know, like, it's like, Making totally a poster that legit uh, makes yeah. it seem real. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, the yeah, definitely. Yeah, this guy, that guy's uh, name is uh, Miguel Ecamendia, and I think he's from Chicago. Great, great artist. Cool. Really great. I mean, this this book feels like, especially film school, feels like something you could be like, oh, you want to see my resume? Read this comic, and I <laughs> you're going to want to hire me for any fun. job in any aspect of entertainment. I, you know, it's funny. I, that's how I got into film school. I got into film school because I, you know, instead of writing an essay, I wrote a, I wrote a script. Oh, it's like, you know, like one of those essays, who are the three people you would have dinner with or whatever. And I wrote a script yeah. that was like a Johnny Carson script. Like, you know, Oh, he's interviewing. Yeah, I mean, awesome. like the most trite thing ever. It's like, Oh, he's interviewing Jesus and uh, Charles Manson <laughs> and Lincoln, you know, like whatever, like ridiculous oh, nonsense. That's but great. like, but that, I, I got in. It'll get you, yeah. Get you go where you need in. to go. Yeah, now, yeah. have you decided on your your theme for your next issue, your ne next year's issue, or are you still? Yeah. Um... So, so I met this guy. Have you have you guys heard of um, Kitchen Sink Press? Like it's, oh, it's like an yeah, un underground comics, right? From seventies, mm eighties. -hmm. So I met Dennis Kitchen, who the name comes from. Uh, you know, nice guy from Wisconsin. Now he's in Massachusetts, and he. You know, I gave him a bunch of So Buttons books. And so he went to his archive and he sent me a bunch of undergrounds. And uh, So Buttons is, you know, it, it's not it's it's not the edgiest of comics. It's like it's enjoyable, it's relatable, there's heart, there's laughs, whatever. But like I haven't really pushed a lot of boundaries. And he inspired me to become OCD and 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 buy <laughs> 150 sick. underground comics. And wow. then I decided I'm going to put them in chronological order so I can oh, read wow. the underground oh in order. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I'm going to do an underground inspired So Buttons book. Um, so, you know, so it'll be a little edgier, but it'll, it'll still be So Buttons. Like I was talking to this guy today who reviewed my book, a guy named Rob Clow. Uh, he, uh, you know, He's like, he's like, yeah, you should do that. You should push. And I go, yeah, I go, it's, there's going to be penis, but it's going to be cute penis. Cute penis. <laughs> <laughs> cute penis. That's, that's, that's the only. Googly eyes on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like Spider-Man's so, penis from uh, yeah. Rain. Uh, and that, so that, was years some, ago. that was some... yeah. So uh, I'm doing that, things. and I'm doing and and um, I'm I'm working on uh, a hundred-page graphic novel. You know, finally, finally doing a long, longer form. I've got a cabinet in my house that just has post-it notes wow. on it. Like I did, wow. I did this thing. You ever see? You ever see on Instagram that David Lynch video where he goes, "Here's how you do a screenplay." You get a bunch of index cards and you write a scene on the index cards. And when you get 70 index cards, you got a movie, you know? And I, and I said, I said, you know what? I said, that is something I could wrap my head around. I said, why don't I make it? Why don't I do half, right? The movie's two hours. I want your like, you know, 200 pages of Lynch script. I go, I want a hundred pages. Let me do a rows of like, you know, like six by six, 36 post-it notes. And when I fill those post-it notes, I'll have a hundred page graphic novel and I'm like oh. five post-it notes away. Wow. Ooh. And is this autobio as well, or is it something totally? It different? is like it, it's so uh, I, <laughs> I found out recently uh, I did like uh, ancestry and 23 ah. and me and found out that I'm a quarter Japanese. Ooh, a quarter? What? A quarter. And so I, I was like, well, that's crazy. He's like, I did one of them. And I was like, that's crazy. Let me do a second one. And it came right, up with yeah. the same result. And so I was like, oh, maybe. So I was like, let me go to my mom. Because it was like her her father's like a little bit of a mystery. Like, did he die? Mm -hmm. Did he leave? What happened? Who was he? I don't know. Um, so I got her DNA. And she also did it twice. And she is 50% Japanese. And it's like one of these oh, things wow. where you go... You know, she's Russian. Like, I thought she was Russian, like all Russian. And we're mm. like, oh, she's one of those Russians that's like on the border of like Mongolia or China right, right. or something <laughs> yeah. like that, right? And uh, turns out, no, she's 50% Japanese. And not only that, turns out 100% adopted. So wow. it's, like, it's like, and she didn't need, she did not know it. And so oh, wow. huge revelation there, there. Huge revelation. And there's, there's, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot of story there. There's a lot of story there. Cause we yeah, grew up, I grew up in a town in Westchester called Harrison. And in Harrison, it, they had a, um, a Japanese school. Cause it was like one of these things in the eighties where Japanese businessmen came to Harrison because IBM mm -hmm. was there and they learned right. techniques for five years or whatever and brought, you know, brought those lessons back to Japan to, you know, to, to build IBM in, in Japan. So we had, you know, a ton of origami books in the library. I became an origami kid, um, a, lot yeah. of, a, lot of, a lot of manga, you know, and, and so nice. I grew up with all of these Japanese, with all this Japanese culture. And, and that's, I did not know that I was actually country. Japanese myself. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. I love that you 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 do autobiographical comics and you found the most intensely autobiographical <laughs> story to do your it, it's like you were your it's body wild. your DNA was saving it for what yes. you needed the most. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we get there, so we'll look forward to that uh, sometime yeah. in the future yeah, in five post-it notes, I guess. Yes, yeah, five yeah. yeah. post-it notes away. <laughs> but for for Sobun's film school, um, check out the Kickstarter is what we want yes. people to do, right? Yeah. So you go to you know you can see the name down there. It's S O Buttons, So Buttons, yep. uh, and uh, yeah. If you look up So Buttons or So Buttons Film School, you'll you'll come to this uh, Kickstarter. I'm selling you know the book itself, the the floppy. It's like ten ten bucks. Uh, but you know I'm selling full packages. I'm selling full packages 
also um, I'm selling uh, a few of the artists want to do sketches. So the guy who did, who did the story uh, once upon a time in the old West story is Rick Parker, who was like one of the great Mar Marvel. Yeah. But then yeah. he did Beavis and Butthead. So he, you know, so he does a lot, a lot of great gags. He's doing sketches, a guy named TJ Kirsch, who's been in every single book uh, of mine. He's doing sketches, a guy mm -hmm. named Phil Elliott, who's like a legend in the UK underground. Like he came up with Eddie, Eddie Campbell and, and, and that scene in the seventies and eighties in, uh, wow. in England, he's doing a few sketches. So it's, uh, yeah, That's so there's, awesome. a, there, there's a lot, there's a lot there to, uh, to get if you want to expand beyond just the one issue and I'm doing it digital, I'm doing it print, whatever, whatever you want, whatever you want, hey, whatever uh, you're into, whatever you're into. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, great to have you. The book's yeah, great. I really, thank you so much. Great nice to see, see you. We'll do a live show again and get you, get us back on stage together to have some I would fun. love it. I would love yeah. it. I'd like to do some stand up. All right. Yeah. yeah, tell Afiro we said what up. I always yeah, love seeing her do. as well. She is, uh, get this, she's opening for Anthony Jeselnik at Carnegie Hall on Friday. Oh, wow. Oh, like, Shouts like, to that. That's I know, exciting. that's amazing. That is amazing. So uh, anyway, all right, cool. Carnegie Hall is some sort of everyone's dream, so that's great. Gotta, gotta, gotta practice, gotta practice. You gotta practice. <laughs> uh, well, good. enjoy that. Um, backstage maybe for you? Perfect spot yeah, maybe, to watch. maybe, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> good luck with the book. It's so fun. Thanks. We'll see yeah, you soon, congrats, Jonathan. Have a good all right, take it easy. Jonathan oh, Bayless, man. check out Snow Buttons Film Snow School, uh, the Kickstarter, uh, support it, and you'll get yourself a copy of that when it comes out, or yes. any of the Snow Buttons books. Support that, that guy. He's there fantastic. are 12 of them. He puts a whole year of work into it. I haven't worked that hard on one thing, uh, <laughs> and not even my children. So that's Oh, just, man. Uh, <laughs> that's a, you hate to hear that. You hate to hear it. You love to hear it. But let's move on to our next guest. Very excited uh, for this uh, next guest. Uh, the uh, he's the writer of a, a book called Let Me Out from yeah. Oni that is out on the stands now, which we really enjoyed reading. Please welcome out to the Rectangles, Emmett Nahil, everybody. Hey, hey. Welcome. Hi, welcome. folks. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Hi. Pleased to be here. Glad to uh, be on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into the book, I just want to say we have um, uh, our, our, our chef. Like all podcasts, we have a, our official CBC chef. Right, um, who uh, Stray Bullet, yep, who makes uh, Brett Macris. He's a, a chef down in New Orleans. Uh, but he uh, he saw your book, and he wanted to do a cocktail uh, for it. So uh, oh, we dope. have uh, this cocktail. It's hard to read because it's so tiny, but it's <laughs> Let Me In Your Mouth, uh, a tequila and Aperol cocktail. I'll send this to you, Emmett, so you Amazing. can. Amazing. <laughs> uh, but it's a great drink. It's what I'm drinking right now. It's got Ooh. a nice uh, smoked paprika hit on top of it. Ooh. It's very good. Uh, so Take that home uh, for when you have your next um, uh, "Let Me Out" after party. I will. That's that's fantastic. I love a good I love a good spicy cocktail. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, and it is. It's got that heat. Uh, but speaking of that heat, uh, let's talk about yeah. the book "Let Me Out." I love this. It was such a tense read, and then it opens up, and then uh, we won't talk about uh, we won't spoil anything. Yeah, but and then it turns that. into an absolute melee uh by by the end so it's fantastic um tell us about the book and and how you came about it yeah um number one thank you so much appreciate it a lot uh that means a lot um so uh george williams is the uh artist and illustrator on on the on the project in general i just do the writing part um but basically it's a lot of it though 
Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's enough. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that, that's um, a good way of saying it. Yeah, so uh, we first basically uh, got connected uh, over the website formerly known as Twitter.com. Uh, so <laughs> we uh, had been following each other. I had been coming up with the idea just generally for uh, a satanic panic, uh, queer take on satanic panic, basically. Yeah. Um, and I ended up sort of reaching out to George. We ended up like uh, hooking up and getting connected on what we wanted the book to be. Um, which was awesome. And that collaboration sort of like took off from there, really. Like we ended up working together, pulling up some sample pages and it was a really like easy collaboration with him. Um, it was just a really, uh, it was the easiest like collaboration with an artist that I've had in a long time. Um, oh, wow. We have like a very similar, I guess, like ethos and like a uh, sense of like tastes, I guess, artistically. And yeah, so we ended up running the Kickstarter, uh, what funded successfully for the Kickstarter itself. And then Oni Press reached out to publish the print version of the book. Oh, which was they reached awesome. out to you? That's so nice. Yeah, it was great. We um we chatted with them a little bit before the Kickstarter. Uh, my agent was involved in the whole process in general. Um, and initially they'd said, you know, maybe, maybe not. But afterwards, they were like, yes, absolutely. We know that there's an audience for this book. And we'd love to be the ones to bring it to print, which was pretty dope to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's definitely. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, I really love this. I, I love the character designs, the art style, the way it kind of like pulls you into the story, but also just like the pace, the action, uh, all, all that it encompasses. It really puts you on just such an amazing journey. And and sometimes when you go into comics, you know, you're like, is all this time going to be worth the payoff? And you really stick the landing. Uh, I, I'm so impressed overall with the package and, and the kind of the experience that you're giving the reader. I, talk to us a little bit about, about your process, like how you kind of uh, work that all out. And uh, did you start from the end uh, first or, or how, how did it all go down? Yeah, um, I so this is my first full-length graphic novel. It's not my full first comic project. Uh, I also work in you know private like uh, I work as a game developer uh, as well. My my day job basically, uh, and I'm a narrative mm. designer for games in there as well. Oh. So I do a lot of writing generally. Um, <laughs> this wasn't like my first venture. <laughs> uh, well, and but, I think it's yeah. interesting to hear about the, the game development because it. It does like I feel like you move into a boss level phase at the end of yeah the yeah <laughs> in a in a great like progressive way so yeah I, I I'm glad that's kind of the sensation because I really wanted it to be a very like pacey experience and mm -hmm. have that sort of slow build and then towards uh, the end have like something oh like, it, de it definitely does yeah the um so great it's, it's it, so I'm glad to hear that that worked but <laughs> <laughs> the um the I usually when I'm working on uh projects for myself or with like only one collaborator i tend to think of the ending scenes or the ending like motif before i really work out anything else mm -hmm. um and i work backwards from there not literally in terms of writing but like <laughs> you know <laughs> writing backwards of, fits with yeah. the story a little bit no, don't a little spoil, <laughs> but yeah i i so i came up with sort of the final image that uh was in in my head and obviously george made it like 10 times as amazing as it could have been otherwise but that that came first and then i really built up okay i want to do this type of comic what kind of characters would be in this situation you know how do we get from 
zero to 100 basically in in reverse yeah so cool Uh, Well, you definitely do that. And like from a pacing perspective, you do ratchet up the tension. It's rare, I guess, in a book that is about sort of dark forces, I guess I should say that like that part is sort of boiling the whole time. But the real tension is just in the day to day lives of our main characters here. And uh, I love that. Now, what I don't know, like, did you setting it in this small town? hitting everybody in their corners what where was your inspiration from for that i think that um a lot of it was a lot of it was sort of coming off of the idea of these are real historical events that maybe not like the most like fantastical satanic parts didn't right (laughs) but the idea of like the satanic panic was really something that went on in America, obviously, uh, before my time, I will say that. Uh, But, you know, it was something that was legitimately tearing these sort of small communities apart based on these, you know, relatively minor differences in like interest, personality, identity, like, and so I really pulled from a lot of that when looking at those conflicts personally. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great and it's scary the way that I mean it it, it plays especially in this um, like a, a real witch hunt and conspiracy in a, and again I don't want to say too much because the reveals and surprises are so good so well paced out in the book but uh, that's hard to do about the the art I the art also surprised me it, it feels like sort of uh, what you'd expect from a like fun slice of life uh, story and then you get this like very you know, high tension uh, story across across all the characters. Um, was that a deliberate choice or was that something that, uh, that George brought in? I, George's style, uh, that's, I think that he is remarkably consistent across his style. That's just yeah. how he tends to render. And in looking at that and in looking at his general style, he's also a huge fan of horror, but he has worked in, you know, uh, kids work as well. He's worked in middle grade and young adult as well. Um, and so even though we were thinking of this book as a sort of early adult adult book, I wanted to have that feeling of slipperiness too. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought George's work just organically works really well in that space because mm-hmm. as much as he does have that sort of like somewhat more friendly aesthetic and like a little bit grittier style, he also loves to draw gore like (laughs) he he loves that shit like we both are huge like horror enthusiasts and like have a lot of similar cinematic inspirations for some of those panels and so he's just like oh great i don't have to tone this down at all and i just sort of was like yeah go do do your thing make it as uh, as wild as you want it to be and as psychedelic as you want it to be nice uh it definitely it definitely gets there um now uh, without saying anything, the end is a massive cliffhanger <laughs> that I was like, surely there's more pages after this. Uh, are there going to be more pages? Are you working on the next one? Not to jump all the way to the future. But... <laughs> um, so I won't say anything just yet about hmm about another book uh but it's been it's been in our it's been in our heads really um we initially for this first project it was framed around the idea of here's the time that we want to make the book in because we didn't know we'd be working with a publisher really um here's so we were pacing ourselves out of like okay here's how much i think i can raise money wise to pay you as an artist appropriately (laughs) and to pay you for your time um so 
with that in mind, I do feel it was left on a cliffhanger. And I've I've heard I've heard comments. We are taking in that idea of uh, maybe potentially <laughs> in the future. Yeah. Great. That gives me enough of a uh, hope slash uh, spark that there there will be more because um, you really fall in love with these characters uh, over the course of it and want them to wreck shit, if I can say, <laughs> uh, say that very literally, um, across this um, small town. Uh, Absolutely love it, though. Congratulations. Thank you so yeah. much. <laughs> so is there anything else you're working on that you can tell us about Um since this is this is on the stands now, so uh, everyone can go get this um, go where get where all comic books and and books are sold. Yeah, uh, although I will say I believe it's on back order already. So maybe contact your local comic shop. Back order and, the dream. Yeah, make sure that you can get it. I I won't. I I know for sure it's on the Evil Empire Amazon for sure. Uh, you'd have to just check in with your your local comic shop and uh, indie bookshops and make sure yeah. that you can get it. But uh yeah so i personally on my end i have a uh, nautical horror novel coming out uh this summer um oh, wow. not a comic uh unfortunately oh. but a novel it's my first uh full-length book um oh, and awesome. uh george and i are working on other stuff together as well it's something sort of ufo themed as well um mm. that we're thinking of uh sort of a road trip uh x-files meets uh the video game control if you're familiar with that oh one. wow yeah. so there's some some other uh, interesting like conspiracy theory fun wackiness afoot between wow. us two as, as a collaboration just because it was so fun working with him yeah. for let me out yeah and uh let me say successful it feels like um yeah. <laughs> right i do have a question about you said a nautical horror yes yeah mm -hmm. uh, what is drawing you to the sea i guess or what uh <laughs> what is are there what's the nautical horror that you uh, love love out there? Yeah, um, so I am from Eastern Mass and have lived there my pretty much my whole life. So I've always been like I've never lived further than like ten minutes away from the ocean. Um, but nice. that being said, I love movies like Lighthouse and other sort mm. of like maybe not directly Lovecraft, but maybe Lovecraft loosely inspired type works. Mm -hmm. um, yeah he's a piece of shit and i think we can do better than that but, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a great yeah. take i love that take i love I lovecraft not him he sucks but some of the vibe <laughs> is good yeah and so i uh it's a nautical whaling horror uh about a sort oh. of doomed whaling ship uh the sailors on board pull up uh a man out of the stomach of a whale and oh, uh, horrifying shit ensues so that will be coming from Tenebris Press in uh, early summer, late spring this year. That sounds cool. awesome. I mean, being on a ship is pretty horrible just in real life back then. So yeah. I can imagine <laughs> what hell you're going to bring for these poor um, heart of the sea motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, you're out there. Um, Emmett, thank you for being here. Uh, the yeah. book is fantastic. Everybody go check it out. Uh, we'll see you soon. Come back. I know it's not a comic. But I'd like to hear you talk more about that nautical. <laughs> of course. Anytime. Anytime. Thanks for awesome. so much for having me, guys. Thanks yeah, for being here. Pleasure. See you soon. Bye. Uh, Emma Heal, everybody, with Let Me Out from Oni Press. Oh, Check man. It it's out. a banger, dude. It's a banger. Yes. Yeah. And uh, very excited to, uh, of the edit. Whoops. There you are back. Uh, whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Very excited that we may have a uh, future uh, sequel coming down the line. 
The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. Pete, it's you and I. We're back. We're here. Hit yeah. us up. That means it's time for um, our favorite section because um, you make it up. It's time for your audience question. So if you have a question, hit us up there in the comments. It could be a question about anything. Uh, Stanley says, talk dirt about Alex. Yeah. Uh, how could we talk dirt about our guy, Alex? Um, what would we even say on record because... He will see this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but we should, you know, we uh, sadly asked us to talk dirt about him, so we should. So, you know, I'll kick it off. I'll start. I'll just be like, <laughs> oh, man. Do you what, have a prepared the, the guy who does so much for our show, he drives me crazy, that guy. Oh, wow. he works so hard to make sure we can put out podcasts and have fun and pursue our dreams. You oh, love him, but fucking you're... asshole. You love him, but you're shaking your fist at him. That's right. Uh, that's that's beautiful. What a that's what a great a friendship to be. Uh, before we go further, though, I got to say, what what you drinking, Pete? This is a classic uh, section. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not drinking anything. I'm proud of. I'm drinking a uh, Michelob Ultra. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you in a club at 3 a.m.? <laughs> is everything all right over there? Are you um, on a bachelor party in Vegas right now? Is no. Um, uh, my uh, brother was at some uh, uh, like charity event, and he won an auction, which was like a, a, a drink. He won like a whole bunch of drinks, so we got a bunch of Michelob Ultra. So, uh, yeah, drinking it for free. Well, that's the only way to enjoy a drink <laughs> Ultra. Um, I'm drinking the um, Stray Bullets cocktail. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me in your mouth. It is fantastic. Uh, very good. Stray Bullets. Stray Bullies does it again. I use my grapefruit tequila that I make um, in-house, and it's adding a whole nother. From scratch? Uh, yeah. It's uh, just infuse it really quickly. Uh, Stray Bullet, while we're talking about him, has our uh, our second question. Uh, just a quick question here. Um, where the fuck is Alex? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know if. reading of the Marvels right now. Yeah, I repeat blowing up. I wasn't going to be that uh, obvious about it, but yes, he is um, seeing the next Marvel Cinematic Universe production, the Marvels. Uh, so we will hear his take uh, sometime in the future. Can't wait. Looking forward to Alex seeing that movie. He's in the middle of it right now. Oh, man. He's probably eating popcorn. Yeah. Oh, man. He's probably ner more nervous that he's not here. Because when you think about it, <laughs> <laughs> I I will miss I will miss shows sometimes. Pete will miss shows sometimes. Alex steadfast, not so much. Never misses. Uh, when in fact he him not being here, he was like, "You guys okay?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and I get I got on here earlier today. I was like trying to figure out the buttons. So you know, uh, it's good. We're all grown up now. 
Uh, yeah, a lot that's of these it. questions are what happened to Alex? Yeah, where <laughs> is uh, Alex, dad? Uh, but here is a good one. Alex eaten by a whale, says mm-hmm. Kevin. Yeah. Uh, highly possible. Highly possible. Also from Kevin, uh, what is your best story about the person in the other rectangle? However you want to define best story. That means, Pete, your best story about me. And for me, my best story about you. Wow. Best story about tough. Justin. That's tough because we've experienced a lot of things together. Yep. We've yeah. experienced, we also know a lot of stories about each other from life. Um, I'll go mm-hmm. first and just talk, oh return us once again, since we have a nautical theme, to our time on the uh, Comic Con on a <laughs> where Pete and I shared a bed, not just a bedroom. We shared a bed uh, because mm-hmm. that's what they put us up in. Alex got his own room with his family. With his family, he got to bring his family. You have a family. You know I have I mean? a family. And You're that married family with is, children. That and... family is Pete LePage because at C, <laughs> at C, it's you and me is what I always oh, say. Oh man. Uh, the uh, no, we we. We, so we got on the ship, and they when you get on, they're like, do you want to do all-inclusive alcohol? And Pete and I are like, oh. no, that's crazy. We, we're not going to drink that much. It was like 200 bucks. No, it was uh, 300 And I was like, oh, my God, that's so expensive. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I was but, thinking about when I go out in bars in New York City, but what I wasn't thinking about is I know bartenders, and there's friends, and there's buybacks, but that's – and you're not you're drinking on. all day on a ship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up hitting the same amount of money that we would have paid night. For, the, for the first night. The first uh, night we blew 300 bucks. Uh, uh, we are smart. Like, we should have taken the uh we should have taken that. Yeah. But I will say that was an absolute blast. We partied, we met a bunch mm-hmm. of strange people, we hung out with um who do we hang out with a ton? We hung out uh, with a lot Baker, of was that who was our guy who rode along with us uh, for so much? No, Brian Azzarello. Brian, yeah. Brian Azzarello. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was great. Yeah, we what rolled with Azzarello for a while, which was fun. Yeah, um, yeah I, I to kind of talk about, um, it was fun because we also met another person and it was like, the three of us wanted to go get drunk and go dancing, which was something that I don't normally do. And it was a weird kind of fun experience of like being drunk on a boat and then just kind of like howling at the, at the moon and stuff like that, which I was like, I think it was cause we were sleep deprived and also like, yeah. you're kind of eating the same food. You know what I mean? You watch like a First night, it's like, oh, we got this amazing chicken. And then it's like, okay, now it's chicken parm. We're like, okay. And then like, now it's chicken soup. And we're like, oh, I see what's happening here. This is getting a little weird, you know? The shouts to Upstate New York, Beef on Weck. They had a Beef on Weck stand. Oh, uh, I ate too much. If we, had, if we were on that ship right now, we would be dead. Because yeah. that was too much consumption across yeah. the board. It is. It, that's the thing about it is it's too much. Uh, yeah, and I was like really, I remember so crazy tired, but then I decided just to go and work out instead of sleeping, and I got real cracked out, man. Well, we that got... sounds straight up insane. <laughs> you got where, you worked out? When were you working out? Yeah, I would, I brought my drink to the gym and I was working out. It got weird. Yo, that's less healthy. <laughs> that makes it worse. That's worse for you. That's like reverse exercise. Well, it, it Plus what, well you were down there doing like squats or you just pumping <laughs> iron. 
Yeah, dude. I was, you know, getting some cardio in, you know, doing some weights. Sick. You know, it's kind of. I've never, I've never woken up hungover and be like, "What did I do last night?" Oh, I got a my personal best on the bench. <laughs> I was Sick. At, I was at the gym. Wow, I woke up with these uh, weights in my hand. Uh, great. See, look, we keep surprising each other no matter what yeah. we do, where we go and what we do. It's amazing. Get us on that ship. Let's go, Comic-Con cruise. Yeah. It only for... happened once. We It only happened the one time and we were there. Mm-hmm. And we were That's there. Right. Next question from Pablo. Um, what's the comic you would like to see as an animated series or anime? Uh, great question especially right now we've got the invincible series we're doing our own podcast uh podvincible about that show uh which we're very excited to have back uh pete what's a comic you'd like to see as an animated series or anime well i think uh it would be cool if like hbo or something did a concrete because it's like a little moody and a little darker and i think that Mm. would be a fun kind of like animated thing but also something that's a little brighter and great that i would hope like netflix or something would jump on is mouse guard um, oh great call that yeah. would be a great uh i think it's tailor made for either an animated movie or just like an animated tv series something that's really smart there's a you ever see the animated lord of the rings by um uh, ralph bakshi yeah yeah and mouse guard in that style like a classic oh yeah 80s 70s 80s bakshi like very sick uh stray bullet coming in strong Corrected in, uh, me, yeah. pete yosagi yeah you're Hello. right i should have uh done a little yojimbo for sure yeah maybe they should do with like a teenage moon ninja turtles animated thing yeah you think that would be popular that would be fun that would be fun some sort of mutant mayhem you know what i mean mm. um i'm gonna give it up to a similarly an older comic as well bone jeff smith's bone yeah, how has that not been? Give me an animated series um, of yeah. that. Uh, I got to feel, I, I think that had been in development at different points, but never made it all the way. Uh, a couple of follow-ups on us on the ship and your Jedi married, says Stray Bullet. That is correct. And Stray mm-hmm. Beans asks a very important question. Who is the big spoon? And the answer is, of course, we're both big spoons. Dog. That's right. We are huge. Right. We're two huge spoons. Yeah. Uh, picking up soup. Peter, Pete and I are both soup spoons, right? We say that about ourselves. Yeah, there was no cuddling. Well, I mean, we would walk home. Oh, let me. Oh, you want to go to the bathroom first? We were very. We were. It was. It was the Jedi marriage was really going strong. <laughs> uh, question: uh, What song can you play on the stand-up bass, Justin? That's right. For the astute observer, um, and this is uh, not exciting for those listening, but I have a giant styrofoam stand-up bass behind me. Oh, uh, check styrofoam, it out. boo. People want a real stand-up bass. You know what I mean? This is way cooler. It's so big. That looks like someone who does sketch comedy for a living. Is that for the peanuts? Is that why you have that? Uh, yes, for... For many years, we did the Charlie Brown Christmas Live as a charity show. I in got Brooklyn. it! Yes! You nailed it. I, I and know you so well. Pigpen plays the stand-up bass yeah. famously in that, and it was a uh, fun stuff. Fun. Many years of doing that until uh, the corporate uh, overlords have sort of taken it away from us, and that's sad news. Um, another question from Stanley. Are you happy? Are you happy you went back and watched Doom Patrol? Any other sh- old shows you regret 
missing? Great question. Um, Doom Patrol, uh, we have our Doom Patrol podcast. It's coming to a close. We have one episode less left. Get the Doom Room. room. Uh, get in the Doom Room. Very fun podcast. Uh, one of our more uh, happy that we did that. So happy that we were badgered into doing it and it became a reality. Uh, we famously secretly recorded three seasons of that show or two and a half seasons. We did maybe? it for so long and I we was like, this so is long. so dumb. We have to release these. And they were like, no, no, we're going to do no. another season before we. And I was just like, oh, my God. We dropped them all at once. And yes, yeah. I, I'm very happy. Like, I really like Doom Patrol. It's a weird show. And sometimes that means it's going to miss. But in general, very fun show. Worth yeah. watching. Very excited to see where they end up. Yeah, I'm very uh, spoiler so We're one app away from the ending, One app away. So we cannot spoiler, spoiler for our second to last, the second to last episode. Really great episode. One of the oh, best episodes of this, yeah. this series was the second last You're episode. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. But any other old shows you regret missing from Arrow? Uh, Arrow. Yeah, there has been some talk on our Patreon uh, Slack. That would have been real nice. That would going back real and doing Arrow. Nice. And there's no way we could do that. We can't do that. Uh, Go back and watch, rewatch Arrow. God, what? I'd I have to be. That. I'd have to be in a really bad like jail situation to have that be <laughs> what we were doing. You know what I mean? Like fully like. Like man in the iron mask level prison. Like I'm Leo Dio. I'm you could have just said regular prison. You didn't have to be a dick about it. You know what I mean? No, I'm talking like I'm talking fit such a so famous prison books are written about it. You know what I mean? Like the Count of Monte Cristo style jail. Oh, then where they I can like oh we could, all you can watch is Arrow and then talk about it for uh, thirty to forty minutes with your friends. Sounds nice. Uh, yes, uh, it would be, it would be lovely. Uh, and, but any other, uh, besides Arrow, I'm trying to think of, I mean, going back, I've been, uh, watching old episodes of MacGyver uh, when I, I have one of these TV. Like the real one, not MacGruber, like the actual MacGyver? No, the actual MacGyver. I have like a, a Samsung TV in there. Whenever I turn it on, it's like, would you want to watch some of our fake networks that have like Baywatch on 24 hours a day? And one of them was showing MacGyver. Mm -hmm. And I watched two episodes. I was like, yo, this show is so weird. <laughs> it's a banger, though. That show is. I mean, it went for a long time. The first episode I watched, I swear, is the inspiration for the MacGruber sketch. It's um, a, a Murdoch episode where MacGyver's tied to a missile. And <laughs> Murdoch was his like, arch enemy who was, they could never find his corpse. The guy that ran the Phoenix Foundation is his sort of boss who is like goes blind over the course of the series and just shows up at his place randomly. He lived on a houseboat and his houseboat was blown up. Uh, anyway, it's just just great stuff. Sounds like MacGruber. It's, it is. That's what I'm telling you. That episode, I think, is the inspiration for MacGruber. And I think that's it for your audience questions. Yay! All right. And now it's time to turn it over to a man who refuses to not be on the show. He's here erstwhile earnest and uh, consistent. Pete Page. let's welcome out the star of trivia for trivia. Hey, all right. Yeah, this is the part we give back to. You need to win 25 $3 in the form of an online gift card to Midtown Comics. Because if you have been 25 bucks, you should go to a comic book shop. That's what you should do with that money. Uh, so why not win $25 
and get yourself some online comics. That sounds like a fun thing. Anyone who wants to, well, Pablo, is we have Pablo in the comments. We have Pablo here. It's very exciting. All right, cool. Uh, so Pablo, you will type in your answers. And uh, here we go. All right. Today's trivia is on fun comic book facts because uh, fun facts because Zelda takes all the news for himself. You know he doesn't mean? take news. He and also, news. you're not breaking news in trivia. Alex is like we're talking be. about. Cruise. I used to be the cutting edge of the news <laughs> on the show. That's not People true. People used to rely on me for the news. And now Anyone who gets their news from Pete LePage is a psychopath. <laughs> All right. Uh, Today's trivia uh, is uh, fun comic book facts and a small nod to the legend Richard Roundtree, R.I.P. Please listen to all three options before making your selection, Pablo. Here we go. Question number one. Bergie and company are killing it on DC's The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing. It is so awesome. Highly recommend. Spoilers. But... Who gets slaughtered in the last issue? Is it A, one of the Jokers, B, not your average Joe, this guy's always on time, or C, Joe Pronto? Hmm. A lot of options there. That comic came out today, so. Well, it's a fresh it, did. Yes, take. It, did. it did. So if you haven't read it today, I don't know what your deal is. It came out today. That's, yeah, that's a great point. Strong yeah. choice. Uh, Pablo, just uh, type in your answer to the question. Which yes, is Pablo a is correct. correct. It Pablo, is really a. Nice. Yeah, here we go. Question number two. Uh, number two. How can Thor <laughs> speak any language? Is it because of the blank? Which is A, his willingness to learn and Duolingo. B, the mm. all tongue. Or C, Gordon Parks. Legend. Oh, yeah. I had a case of the all tongue for a while. Oh, you know did I mean? you? Yeah, you know what I mean? When you're like, when you're young, you're out there dating, you have sort of a case of the all tongue. Hmm. Interesting. Wait, you, are you saying that Thor may have done like really committed a Duolingo in the pandemic? And now he's. Yeah, if he Duolingo. could just buckle down, you know, you can learn a new language. You know? Wait, are you saying he Thor doesn't speak English? That's not what I'm saying, no. Pablo more. says, is it A? It is A. Feel free nice. to, yeah, you know. Wait, A was Duolingo, I believe. Uh, A was, oh yeah, A was Duolingo. It's B, <laughs> the alt tongue. Pablo, you're supposed to put B, the alt tongue. But... <laughs> Uh, yes, that is um, well, a, a rare incorrect. <laughs> I would say, though, Pete, you got it wrong more than Pablo did. So uh, that's a strike Ooh, against I don't know you. How I feel about that. All right, here Michael we go. Last Tillman. one, Pablo. I think, I think the base is probably a good cure for the all tongue. That is correct, Michael Tillman. That is correct. Okay. Youngblood was the first comic ever published by Image in 1992. But what was the second? Hint good it question. sold more issues. Was it A, Spawn, B, that dude is weak sauce, who? C, Alan Weeks. <laughs> wow. This uh, this was a, this would be a great trivia question with actual answers in it. Because I would don't know. I wouldn't have necessarily known that. It wasn't Brigade well, come on, number dude. one? First, a comic, uh, you know, on image. I mean, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, Pablo says, hey, it is Spawn. It is Spawn. Yes. Nice, and man. of course, I am uh, all three of the C answers are in reference to the 1971 OG Shaft. That's, of course, correct. Damn uh, I was just thinking, right. I literally, as you're talking, I'm like, Alex, shut the music off. I'm like, oh, I'm in <laughs> <laughs> when's this uh, alex guy gonna show he's dude, really alex, get on top of your shit yeah go and see a movie and not invite your best friends where's yeah. best friends um wow what another great trivia and shouts to shaft um i believe it was uh the shaft sequel there's a line where the share there's some another, a cop calls him and is like hey uh we we need your help shaft the sheriff's daughter has gone missing and he goes uh, I got a hand on it, and he slaps the ass of the sheriff's daughter who's in his bedroom with him, and it's just shaft. Uh, shaft. Okay, well that's a little that's a little much, but all right, all right. That's what happened in the movie. I'm sure you, you're you're celebrating this movie. I I am yes, at first uh, you know in this time uh, period, you know. What I mean? Well, I'm just saying, yeah. he's just having sex. It's consensual. What are you mad about? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't want to come across uh, as an insensitive person. You know what I mean? No, I don't think you've ever. No one ever. No one has ever accused you of being insensitive. Oh wow, that's interesting. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> you, you are, Kevin. Sorry. Yes, I am talking about Jeff. You better shut your mouth. Uh, I can dig it. Uh, Pete, tomorrow is New Ooh, Comic Book Day. Uh, what are you looking forward to picking up uh, tomorrow? Or oh my God, there's a lot today of today. Some comics came out, like the comic that you talked about in the stack. Well, I'm looking forward to the stack because we don't have uh, Daddy Grumpy Pants uh, making things rough for us, so it'll be a nice conversation. Uh, I'm looking forward to Birds of Prey number three. Wow, uh, as well as the Joker, the Man Who Stopped Laughing, uh, number twelve. Um, yeah, there's also uh, Transformers, which is bananas good, and uh, there's a bunch of there's a I lot don't of great eat stuff. A, don't eat all the don't yeah, eat all the sorry, sorry. yeah, I don't want to uh, because wanna. I was going to say Transformers number two, which is mm -hmm. excellent. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson just bringing in a great, great new take on it, writing and drawing that book. And you know, the whole Transformers and G.I. Joe being in the same universe is a little strange, I think. But I think they're doing a decent job of making it not seem crazy. I also want to shout out House of Slaughter 19, which I really enjoyed, uh, as well as X-Force number 46. That book is wild, but there's some great text pages in this that I really enjoyed. And it is one of the more fun uh, parts of the Fall of X Ooh. event that we're all, we're all enjoying and loving. Uh, folks... That is the show of Comic Book Club. We did you know it. I'm talking about. Uh, that means it's time to say, whoops, that's the all oh, the beginning. Oh, uh, oh, man. Oh, we blew it. We got to start over now because that's the beginning. Yeah, we we'll start the show over. Shout out to Jonathan Bayless with So Buttons. Yes, uh, So Buttons. We really enjoyed reading. Check out the Kickstarter, support yes. it, and you'll get your own copy at home. You can also uh, pick up Let Me Out from Emmett Nahil, yes, a great, Emmett. great comic. Really enjoyed reading that as well. Huge. Uh, it's out now from Oni Press. Definitely check it out. 
And folks, we are always here making podcasts for you. We've got um, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast coming out. <laughs> that new series is coming soon. Comic Book Club news coming every day, very early in the morning. Alex gets up before dawn. Marvel Vision. You can check us out. Uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a lot of lively chats. You can meet Stray Bullet in virtual person. Yeah. Talk about his stuff. You can subscribe on Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice. Comic Book Club, uh, Comic Book Live on Twitter or X, Comic Book Live on Instagram, TikTok, and uh, Comic Book Live, Comic to check out all of our business. Next week, we've got Nandor Schaefer with, uh, from The Fabled Offering, Wells Thompson with Depths, and Jason Michael Primrose with The Arrival. Ooh. Another great show coming at you. Guys, thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for everybody who was chatting in the chat while we were doing the show. Appreciate you, Michael Tillman, Kevin, Stray Bullies, Pablo. Good night, everybody.